Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist, biokineticist, and coach. And I'm a co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. Nicola! Nicola. Oh, hello guys. Hello Davey on the run. Uh, Hello Leo G. Well, hello there. We definitely practiced that one beforehand. Let's not pretend like we got a first take. It was the first time. Synchronized Nicola. Nicola! It was the first time we started the podcast with three of us all on one go. And it's... Is that the... No. We've had three of us before on it, but we... You were only introducing me at that stage. Yeah, we were introducing Leah before, but now she's, she's... Part of us. She's 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 part of the hosting (laughs) committee here. But guys, the reason why we are all in on this one is because the Springboks are playing today against Scotland. (laughs) It is the opening of the World Cup. We're dressed in green. We're sipping Heineken Zeros. It's happening. I'm a boga boga. Okay, now get to it. (laughs) Shout out to Springboks. The, the The real reason why we're sitting here today is because we are introducing our new limited series for the... Sunlam Cape Town Marathon, which is taking place, taking place over the weekend of the 14th and 15th of October this year, which just happens to be my one year wedding anniversary with my darling wife. Yeah. So Davey had to work really, really hard to get himself an entry into this year's race. I no no longer have a wife. (laughs) That was months of craft. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not joke about that. But we're going to use today's um, show to, to introduce the, the marathon series and by introducing it we're also going to be chatting about our previous experiences with Cape Town Marathon we we've all had some fun memories down there um Leah ran her first ever marathon at Cape Town yeah, both myself and Davey <laughs> yeah, that was a rough day out that eh? was back in 2020 uh, 2021 2021 that was a, that was a rough and day Davey and I both ran our PB marathons down there so we we've had some our fair share of experiences mine was uh, faster though so uh, we'll, we'll we'll get around <laughs> to it, um, but you know before before we get onto that, you know there's there's a lot of harp around this year's event. It it's sort of like a it's a running festival, right? They, it's not just about the the road marathon. There there's the peace runs, the ten k, the five k peace run. You've also got the trail runs. You have got the forty six, the twenty two, and the eleven uh, kilometer trail races. There's really something for everyone down in Cape Town and entries are still open so if you after today's conversation find yourself really really excited and you can get a, a nice uh, flower sapphire <laughs> discounted price <laughs> on your way down to Cape Town we highly highly recommend it uh, all three of us are going to be down there again this year uh, for for various different reasons and we're going to talk about that as well and just to give a bit, bit more context about you know uh, why this year's uh, Cape Town Marathon is so big is because Cape Town Marathon is actually currently trying to become um, Africa's first major. Um, We're trying to become an Abbott World Major Marathon. And one of the requirements to become an Abbott World Major Marathon is having a minimum of 15,000 runners taking part in your race. There's a whole bunch of other criteria such as, I think it's prize money, the athletes that you bring, the, the route, spectators. The, the spectators. Yeah. So it's a long list and it's going to do amazing things for the country. Um, so we, uh, as you know, the South African nation, we're trying very hard to get 15,000 runners and we've done it. Yeah, we've done Current, it. We've surpassed it already. Yes, currently, I think we're on 
17,000 yeah. or uh, I don't that's know. the latest numbers but it is it, it was surpassed a few weeks yes. ago already and entries are closing soon guys I, I I stand to be corrected but I think it's the end of September that they close so don't sleep on it also don't enter at the end of September and then start training for the marathon <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not advisable. don't be like Davey don't be like Davey yeah but yeah, it's going to be amazing. 15, well, hopefully 20,000 runners, that is the cap, will be mm. taking part in this year's event and it's going to be a spectacle. And if you were down there last year and you had some trouble on the route in terms of the hilliness of the route, because uh, I know that was a lot of the feedback that we got from runners last year where they went down there for a nice fast race and it ended up being quite a tough race. Uh, this year, they've they've changed up the route. They've taken out about 90 meters of elevation. 179 meters. Yeah. Overall, over the 42 kilometer distance, it's it's really nothing, guys. It's it really is a flattish route. There is a bit of a climb that comes in towards the end, and when we call it a climb, it just looks like a bump uh, on the radar when you've got a very a very flat route. Um, so sort of around about the 32 35 kilometer mark. But other than that, it's a it's a fast flat course. Really, one that that should we should be seeing some. Excellent some time, PBs. some fast time, some lot of PBs, mm. and they reckon pr- perhaps some course records. With that in mind, they've also doubled the prize money for both the winners of the men's and ladies' race. So it really stands to be quite a spectacle down there, uh, both from a runner's perspective and from a supporter's perspective. I just heard double. Double. <laughs> double, that is. Yeah. That's huge. It's, That's uh, huge. What that, was it last year? Um, doesn't affect us. So, But it's good for running, and it really does bring out the best names, and that's what we're hoping to see racing down at Cape Town. You're training like it's it, it could possibly affect yeah. you, love. You're, yeah. you're putting in some hot laps <laughs> over there. Are you sure definitely, you're not going for that prize money? Definitely yeah. first off and home. As, as fast as I'm training, I'm still far, far behind any elite-level runners. So I'm still a high-level social runner, let's put it that way. Um, but anyways, en- enough about me. Before we get on to chatting on to our personal experiences, uh, I just want to quickly drop a little bit of information about the, the trail marathon, uh, which is the main one is the 46, uh, the 46 kilometer one. The Ryan Sands. The Ryan, uh, designed by Ryan Sands. It's a route designed by Ryan Sands and it's got about 2,200 meters of elevation. So it's a fair amount of elevation over the 46 and it's quite a, a scenic route. Um, you know, it goes... From from the Cape Town Stadium goes up to Signal Hill, all the way up to Lion's Head, via Plateau Cup, all the way to the top of um, Table Mountain, around the back of Table Mountain, along the Newlands Forest. It really is a beautiful route bringing you back into Cape Town. So if you're someone that loves the trails and loves being out in nature, why not do it in the Table Mountain National Park? Um, so with that in mind... Neither of us are <laughs> going to be down there to run trail. We're all going to be there to run road. Um, I want to start off by chatting towards the, the newbie runners and perhaps the runners that are going down there to either run uh, their first marathon or one of their first proper marathon attempts. I know there's a lot of people that have run marathons in the past without perhaps training properly, hacking their way through their marathon. And then, you know, once the bug bites, you want to do it properly, you want to train properly and I know Leah is going to be one of those people. She is on for her second marathon. Perhaps you can start off by telling us about your experience of your first marathon and what what that's done to you in terms of learning about it and how you've changed your training going into this year. Sure. So my first marathon was Cape Town Marathon in 2021. And although I had 
such a lovely experience. I was definitely that newbie runner that just went about it like as all of us newbie runners do, not knowing much, hoping for the best. I was severely undertrained. Um, in contrast to my preparation this year. And um, fortunately enough, I had like two years of running on the legs already. So I'd done a few 10s and 21s. It's not like I jumped straight into the marathon. And that's definitely what had me survive. <laughs> um, but that that's exactly what it was. It was just going out there and surviving. Luckily, I made the best of it mentally. So I had a lovely day out. I played music. I chatted to strangers. I even video called my mom and Nick because he <laughs> ran so fast. I had time to, to video call him that year yeah, he we did were, his we PB. sitting at <laughs> coffee after the yeah. marathon and we just look at our phone and we see video call from Leah still <laughs> out on the course she was having an absolute jaw but yeah. that was around about 30 k's yeah and and <laughs> then I, I I got into the pain cave after that I I hit that marathon wall and I suffered through the last two hours so that time I got a four hours and 58 minutes marathon time. I was out there for a very long time and the last 5Ks was very, very painful, but it taught me a lot and it was a great experience. Y you've yeah. never DNF'd a race, eh? I mean, no. you, you just go out there and no matter what, you have a jaw. Look, all the other races I've done have been 10s and 21s and I was moderately to very prepared for those. But a marathon is such a different beast. And that's why I love that you're starting with the newbie marathoner because it's one of those things that you're probably never going to cover that distance within the training. So either way, when you're going out there on the day, running 42Ks for the first time is is a novel experience um, and yeah, nothing can prepare you like doing it. So I'm excited to talk to that person and kind of mm. unpack it a bit. Well, let's start off with that then. In terms of your first ever marathon, what did your training look like when you went into that Cape Town Marathon in 2021? And off of that, what would be some pieces of advice that you say you learned on the day that you wish someone had told you before going into the marathon? Um. It's not like I didn't hear this, but <laughs> actually doing it has been a journey for me. You have to be consistent with your marathon training. You you have to go in prepared and I wasn't very prepared. I probably went in with eight weeks and I had no prior training blocks versus this experience. I've already got two blocks under the belt for this year, a 21K block and then a, a 10K PB block. And because of that, I've now had an eight-week specific marathon block. I'm four weeks in and I'm feeling so good just getting out there and doing the mileage. I can't tell you how confident I feel. And if, if, if that's the question, then I think the biggest thing I learned was you have to be consistent. You have to do the training. Like nothing's going nothing's gonna to help you to actually run that distance except getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and running long. It's but, far. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I'm also, I'm sure that there are people, you know, sitting on the other side of this going, well, have I done enough training? Um, how much is enough training? Um, maybe you can unpack a little bit of what you are currently doing and how, how much training you're currently getting through to say you're currently aiming for what, a four hour, around yeah. about four hour. You wanting to improve by about an hour from your previous? For sure. I think if I could... Um, end up with a marathon time anywhere between four hours and four hours and 20 minutes on the day, I'd be really happy with that improvement. That's already about 40 That's minutes. Huge, yeah. mm. It's huge. But 
what you had asked, I guess, is what is enough? And that is the tricky bit. I, I guess that's the advantage of, of now sitting in the position of doing my second one. And right now I'm running um, 40 kilometer weeks. So I did my first 50 kilometer week this week. And that's been quite a big stretch for me. Um, it was always quite hard for me to do the fourth and fifth run of the week. And even now I'm only running four times a week. But I guess the big change has been running slower and we hear that all the time um, but it's really difficult to actually run slow enough to run in your zone two and three so I'm lucky this year in that we've had a really nice group um, we've got about 50 plus athletes going from our club and I found a group of people who run my slow pace um, we actually call it the sexy pace <laughs> and we run sexy pace on the weekends like 650 um, seven, sometimes over seven. And no one wants to be that runner who's running seven minutes. Okay. Cause let's, let's be honest, you're out there for a long time and most people are finished before you, but most people actually, there's a lot of us who need to be running that slow. So if you find people who are running that pace and you enjoy the day out together and you go slow and you chat, I think mm. that's been the big change for me is finding people who run my sexy pace and not forcing myself to run any harder than that. It's, it's a big challenge to run slower. I think a lot of runners just quite simply don't feel comfortable running slow. And I think Davey can, can testament to mm. that. Like, you know, Davey knows that he should be running closer to five minutes a K on his easy runs, but it's actually not comfortable to run at five minutes a K. Like you don't get into a good flow and it's, it's, I enjoy running when I'm in the flow. And sometimes if you're not used to running that slow yeah. enough pace, it just feels like you're slogging it out. Yeah, you do. I mean, you get used to it though. I've, I've gotten a bit used to it now mm. when I was running. Um, <laughs> you, you, you do like, I think you come to terms with that pace and you definitely feel more comfortable running at, you know, a faster rhythm. But I think it's also mindset, you know. I think whilst, whilst yeah, it may not feel as comfortable, you know, it's, it's about accepting that mm. this, is, this is beneficial and all of that. And, and just and going out there and just, you know, knowing that obviously why you're doing it, mm. it's not about the pace. And just actually enjoying, you know, being out there. That for me has helped, you know, get over that whole like, thing of when I used to say it doesn't feel comfy and all of that. So For sure. I think the, the word there is mindset yeah. and that's something that I want to bring it back to Leah with. Even on your first marathon, you know, there are going to be people that line up perhaps not having done enough and wondering if they are going to get to the end. Um, what was your mindset going into that marathon knowing that you perhaps hadn't done the right amount of training and you knew that things were going to get real at some stage? How did, how did you coach yourself through that sure um i'll jump onto that i just want to sidebar and add something to that slow pace um while while we are here and like what davy said there and what you've raised there is sometimes people feel quite uncomfortable running in that pace i think a lot of it is a mental thing where you just feel like i don't want to say it but you you kind of feel like a little bit of a loser running I think slow. it's ego it's ego but then also what i have found is if you're running poorly at a slow pace if you if you're running poorly in terms of your form then it feels uncomfortable just because you're running slower doesn't mean that your cadence needs to slow down and it also doesn't mean that your running form needs to get sloppy so mm. even mm. though i'm running slower i'm making sure that i am keeping those feet fast and my form is a priority on those slower runs but what you asked was what was the mindset knowing you're going to be out there for a long time and what did you do knowing it was going to hurt um 
I don't think my answer is very useful over here because I think the the advantage I had was being a novice, right? So I didn't know what it was going to feel like when it was going to hurt. I had no idea. And I think I even said that to you on the drive over now was, yes, I'm going in more prepared, but I don't have the advantage of absolutely blind ignorance. Um, now I know about the pain cave. I almost feel like I might anticipate it, which I'm scared of. But yeah, I think being a novice at least you don't know what to expect and it's all it's all a surprise on the day. For sure. I think that, that there's a lot to speak about in terms of being a novice on your first marathon. And at the end of the day, I think what did take you through is the excitement of being there, the excitement of mm. meeting people en route, running with people, singing along. I mean, I'm here, I, I heard all of your stories, but it's actually a lot of share. fun. It's you a lot of fun. Pay. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's a lot of fun. If I can give you a top tip, take there's a no, speaker. There's no pressure. Take a speaker, yeah. take take your snacks. Like I ran with a pack because I knew that I would be out there for a long time. Um, yeah, I, I took a pack, I took a speaker with me, I had some music playing, I so the, had so a these crew. Are, these, these are Leah's top tips. So. Yeah, Leah's top tips. <laughs> so if you're going for a jaw. If Leah, you're going for a jaw. Leah's top tips. Take a speaker. Take a speaker. Take a hydration. Take vest. some snacks. Share your snacks if you want to. Um, actually engage with the spectators because the spectators on Cape Town Marathon Route are insane. Like people are coming out of the suburbs. They're standing along the roads. They're giving you their orange slices. They're having a jaw with you. Take it in. It's it's similar to that comrade saying here yeah, that we exactly. hear all the time. You're only a novice once. Yeah. You only run your first marathon once. And I get goosebumps thinking about it because I did. I, I hurt, but sure. I, I had such a nice day. It, it's really what you make of it. But yep. you know, also like, like Nick was saying, like when there's no pressure, like of mm. course you have your goal. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody goes out to, to get that goal. But, you know, you, you, we only get to take part in, in these really like top-notch events a handful of times during the year. Comrades being one of them, mm. Two Oceans being another Cape Town Marathon, guys, is like, it's it's next level in terms of organization, um, in terms of the amount of people. Gold label status. Yeah, so if you guys are out there and if, you, if you're, you know, taking part in your first marathon or if mm. you're just going out there for the experience, just remember to be, um, you know, socially present. Well, not yeah. socially present, just present. You know? And enjoy it. Just, just take the just whole day. Enjoy it. You only run your first. And, and that's different. It's, you know, it's easy sitting here and saying that, especially when you have a goal, mm. like, Nicholas, I think yeah. you're on the opposite spectrum. Yeah, I don't think you are going to be enjoying it <laughs> yeah. at all. I mean, you will if you have a good run. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to well, be hurting. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you when you set yourself a goal, whatever that goal is, uh, it's likely to be on the edge of your ab ability, yeah. especially if you have been running for a while, you know. Um, I think if you're someone that is going for the second or third marathon or perhaps the first time that you train properly for a marathon, you can almost expect that you are going to have a big improvement. Mm. Uh, when you have been training, you know, for a long time, I, I, I had, last time I raced a marathon was Cape Town Marathon in 2021. So Ooh, <laughs> and you did so well. That was your sub three, that your, yeah, your first sub three. That was three. my first sub three. And since then, I'd like to think that, you know, my running has come on a long way, but it there, has, oh, there hasn't, sure. there's no improve. there's no, physical sign like running a race that shows that you know so you only really know when on race day i mean i've run other races i've pb'd in other races so the signs are all there but like you say david the day is the day you don't know what you're going to get how you're going to wake up how you're going to feel into that week but but now also just sorry going back to newbie runners quickly i just want to end, end off um end of this um obviously we're talking about race day lee but mm. 
you know, say, you know, you're from Durban, you're from Joburg, you know, flying into Cape Town, you know, it's it's a very exciting time, you're getting accommodation. Like, talk to us about your recommendations of, of you know, what to tell somebody to expect or maybe to to look out for or, or in that lead up, you know, maybe diet wise or sleep wise or stuff like that, because the marathon is one part, but obviously yeah. that build up is also, as we know, very important. I really like that question, Davey, because I definitely feel like it all plays a role on being mentally agile enough to cope with the day. So like Nick said over there, we don't know what the day is going to give us. We don't know if it's going to be a good energy day, a bad energy day, if the wind's going to blow, you know. (laughs) But I feel like if you set yourself up for success, you're better able to cope with the elements of the day. So for me, it's having my race routine, my race prep kind of routine waxed. Um, Personally, that involves a really good pre-race meal the night before. Um, it's something that I have eaten loads of times and I know my stomach is good on. It gives me lots of energy. It's a plain pasta. And then my sleep routine, similarly to you, I prioritize that. Mine is not as lavish as yours. I don't have the lotions and the potions, um, but I make sure. You need to get yourself the lotions <laughs> and the potions. Um, I make sure that I get to bed on time. I like to lay my kits out the night before, pin my number onto my vest. I like to have it all in one place so that when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to look for anything pack out my nutrition and then before bed i make sure that i have my magnesium because that is a a winner um and then i also make sure that i listen to a sleep time story because that makes me fall asleep and sleep very well and if there's one piece of advice that i learned from my lovely wife is Mm. to not book an apartment that's on the third floor oh. of, a, of an apartment <laughs> block because you're going to have trouble getting down there oh. the next day after your first marathon wow guys that so. was an experience <laughs> trying to walk down a flight of stairs never mind three flights of stairs after your first marathon definitely book ground floor <laughs> so i okay i have two um two sidebars the first one is a plain pasta that's yeah. what you said Aren't we going for a pasta evening the night before? We are, oh. but I've, I've asked them to and do plain doing, pastas. So Nick, pasta, pasta lunch. Nick, Nick's paying 350 rand for <laughs> plain pasta. That's yeah. all I heard there. Okay. But I, plain I, as in like friendly. It's bolognese. And then oh, the other one. Okay. Yeah, not like just spaghetti. Okay. I'm <laughs> say, like, but I'm not eating langosteens the night before, you know. <laughs> okay. And then the other one was, um, obviously, guys, just I think uh, just to you know mention this again, don't try anything new. Don't try something don't new. Don't try it, whether it's food and especially supplements. Do not go to the expo yeah. and come out with a goo <laughs> that you've never heard of. And but, like you but, said but, there, But there Davey. was a special. Please and don't do that. And off top of that, um, I know that Adidas are Adidas. giving Adidas. 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 I know that Adidas are giving 2,000 Rand vouchers if to anyone start that and starts finish. and finishes the marathon on Adidas shoes. I know this is very tempting, <laughs> but you have not done your training in Adidas. Oh my Do God. not. It's a marketing. I was, tempted. I was tempted. I literally I'm came sure to Nick and I was like, can we go buy some Adidas? Yeah, so... That goes without saying, do not try anything new. And shoes are probably the most important thing that you don't want to have as new. Before we move on to the next bit, because I, I really want to dive into Davy's part of this conversation because yeah. he's doing something really alternative. And um, but 
like Davey mentioned there, if you're flying in specifically, please make sure that somebody stocks the stuff that you eat and drank if you're not actually bringing that nutrition through. Because if you yeah. come unprepared and you now have like oh, this specific bread or that specific goo and they don't have it in Cape Town, yeah, just maybe do guys. some research no, before. Just, just get organized. Get yeah. organized. Don't, don't don't even go to Diskim 48 hours before <laughs> the race. Don't do it. It's a good rule. Order <laughs> online and get your stuff and be done with it. I, and I want to cover a different stereotypical topic of a lot of runners that I think are sitting in this uh, situation right now as well. Um, you know, when this podcast is, it's going to be about a month to go till the marathon and perhaps you're injured. Oh, Perhaps you've got an injury that's preventing you from running. Don't or we know someone like that? There's someone sitting in this room that is currently getting bum chafe sitting on a bum bike. Bum chafe, bro. <laughs> speaking of bum chafe, actually, last night I had the biggest rash <laughs> and, 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 and we had lunch yesterday and you were like, Dave, did you bring my cycling pants? I but forgot them. Yeah, Davy on the oh bark over here is really struggling. Is really struggling mentally, emotionally, yes, yes. but more importantly, physically. How yes. does it feel to ride a bike, Davy? Cuck. <laughs> so, so guys, as you know, Davy's got a broken collarbone, and obviously the doctor's advice is no running for a while. So, what does he go and do? He goes and enters Cape Town Marathon the day after he breaks his collarbone because now he needs a challenge and this yeah. sounds like a pretty astronomical challenge he's spending a lot of time on a indoor trainer on the watt bike he's trying to keep his fitness up and this is something that i think a lot of runners can relate to because a lot of guys that pick up injuries sometimes you know the only way to to move forward with that injury is to try and offload from running and in offloading we often recommend getting onto the bike provided it doesn't irritate your injury further so if you are spending a lot of time on the bike and trying to maintain your fitness. Um, Davey, what are some tips from your side? What, did, what have you learned over the last two weeks of riding a bike? <laughs> yeah, so mine's, mine's cuck. Obviously, I broke my collarbone. So I, ent- I, I gave myself that challenge that I want to enter into Cape Town Marathon. I was always going to run it, but I was going to you know join Nick on a PB marathon. And when this all happened, I was just like, I was super gutted. And then I said, you know, I did the mass. Uh, a clavicle a collarbone is six to eight weeks recovery. And Cape Town Marathon is in seven weeks. <laughs> so I gave myself the benefit of the doubt. And I said, you know what? Let's still go for a sub three hour marathon because I wanted something that could challenge me. And I said to myself, I'm not going to be able to do any running, but I can still cycle mm. because it's the collarbone. That being said, I still I can't cycle in the recommended position because I can't put any weight on it. So I can only cycle sitting upright and it's still very sore because there is movement around that area. So mine has actually been, it's been pretty miserable because when I set myself that challenge, I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, how tough it would be. First of all, running fitness and cycling fitness are just two totally opposite things. Running is really easy to get your heart rate up and, and we, we've done a lot of, you know, running in the past. So I'm, I'm running fit. Cycling has been like starting from, it feels like I'm a beginner, you know, proper, proper beginner, especially because I never did any cycling before. And I just went, you know, completely balls to the wall with it. I've cycled every single day this week. I've now got a, a trainer at my house and I, I even try and do it twice a day. Um, I'm trying to do a lot of increased heart rate act- activities because in my mind, I'm sort of justifying, you know, if I run a, a sub three hour marathon, my heart rate is going to be probably... 140 and 
I have fitness from my previous training blocks. So I'm trying to give my 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 fitness, my heart rate, that 140 sort of experience, that, that 140 feeling, you know, mm. instead of just getting on there and just going and cycling at 90 beats per minute or 100 beats per minute for three hours. So I'm sort of, I'm sort of putting that long riding on, on the back burner for now and trying to keep that, 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 um, that higher heart rate stuff going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a cuck experience. I'm getting a, a, a rash on my bum. <laughs> Because I didn't invest in any in any cycling shorts. That was one of the first to. things I, I told Davey. If you're going to do this, doesn't matter what you do, you're going to need some good cycling pants. What does the man go and do two weeks later? He's busy buying <clears throat> bone growth yeah, stimulators. So the thing is I've invested in a, in a bone stimulator, which cost me 4,000 rand for the month. So, Idiot. So that's where my, uh, my cycling pants budget went. <laughs> but yeah. But, I besides think, the point, yes. you know, besides Davey's point, and I think if you are someone that is injured right now listening to this podcast, signed up to Cape Town Marathon, not sure whether you're going to be fit or ready to, to tackle on this event, I think it's a decision that doesn't need to be made now, uh, provided that you did do quite a bit of training in the build-up and that you have been able to keep active your body is able to sort of retain a lot of that fitness you definitely would lose some fitness and you sort of understand that going into it but then you know the right decision needs to be made closer to the time is it going to be safer for your body the well to actually not enter the race or to actually not do the race and save yourself the the pain the agony of returning from a long-standing injury that you've now progressed throughout running a marathon when your body wasn't able to do it or is it something that you're going to be able to manage on race day and perhaps if it does get to the point where you need to pull yourself off the race course you do um, the one thing that's very important to understand at this stage is that there's no no race that is more important than your health 100% and you know we we sit here talk about Cape Town what an exciting event it is what a fantastic event it will be but it's going to be there next year and the following year mm. and the next year you yes know. exactly I mean what you're saying Nick is you know if, if if my situation was a foot injury or something like that totally different situation so so if you're sitting there you know with with a different injury and thinking, oh, Davey's cycling. I can also cycle. Like mine's a clavicle. Mine's is, is clavicle. Like really, does, doesn't affect the lower half of your body. And I know that in six to eight weeks, the bone will be healed. But don't, don't you know, take the piss. And if you've got a broken foot in your bone or struggling with with an injury that's that you know is going to need some time off, don't try and push it. And, yeah. get, and get the appropriate medical advice. But For sure. I was just about to say, most yeah. people who are listening to this, I mean, Davy's situation is one very different <laughs> yes. side of don't the coin to the other person who might not, one, have the means or the experience to kind of navigate their way through an injury. So I think there's a lot to be said for actually not starting it's a big mental challenge but like what you said there if you are going to heal from this injury with the correct medical support you may actually end up getting stronger during your healing time and be at a better place to restart training um, and you might have an even better marathon experience delaying it by three or four months yeah there's a there's a lot that goes for set for not putting too much pressure on yourself as well and this this is true of race day you know we were talking about pb attempts and all that, that we put ourselves under immense amount 
amounts of pressures to hit specific times when we run to do uh, to achieve certain things people who are qualifying perhaps for comrades i mean that's a very scary thing maybe you had your sights set on this for your qualifier yeah so i think it's important to not put too much pressure on yourself as well uh, and sort of let the race day unfold especially over a marathon you know there's there's so much that can go wrong in a marathon there's so much that can go right but the important thing is that you don't rush into that event you know you save yourself the time you start off easy and you build up towards the end of the race um, with regards to the route we did mention it it isn't much faster kind of route uh, we have the gpx file as well for garmin devices we'll make sure that we share it on our socials we'll make sure that we put the link into the show notes as well so you can find it there perfect so guys if you are interested in getting that that route on your device and and trying to plan your race day strategy accordingly uh make sure to go on to making a runner's insta and we'll make sure to share it on there for you but nick so more importantly because nick can't Mm. intro himself (laughs) and his own experience and nick you mentioned that you mentioned a word previously you said pressure pressure (laughs) pressure don't put pressure you you, you said pressure but how's it feeling in the hot seat there, Nick? I mean, the I mean, seat, eh? I mean, Ooh. I mean, what you are doing is you are going out for a, a marathon PB. Mm. Your marathon PB is currently what two fifty two. Two fifty two. Two fifty two. All right, that's already a very fast time. Now you are going for potentially a two forty. Right. Sure. I don't so know. I yeah. thought two forty five. Davey's killing you. Yeah. I've seen the Yasser eight hundreds. It's a two forty. <laughs> so Nick, I mean, I mean, whatever happens, you're going for a PB, and running a PB, anything under three hours, or even whatever your PB is, running a PB is not easy. And you've put yourself out there. You're training for it. You, you know, you you're backing yourself. I'm backing you, <laughs> but but how do you deal with that stress? You know what's that going pressure. through your mind. Currently, you're running about 130, 140 k's a week. How mm. are you feeling? Because let's let's speak to the 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 top end athlete now. Mm. How's it going? The top end athlete, yes. Davey, you've introed me. Hey, <laughs> I never I never thought one day Davey would be doing the intro to this top end athlete. You are it. You are you are. Thank our, you, Davey. You are our hope. That I, that is all the motivation I need. But um, yeah, to answer your question, I think it's it's something that I don't try to think about too much uh, because if you do think about it a lot it, it might consume do, you do you not wake up in the middle of the night sweating just think because no. i have dreams sometimes <laughs> thinking that i can't run and stuff but you chilled eh? so i'm constantly <laughs> thinking about it when i'm running so when i am running i'm thinking about the current pace that i'm doing and how that effort correlates to the pace that i should be doing if i was doing a race day pace or when i am hitting that race day pace on an interval i always try and memorize what that feels like and think about what it feels like whilst I'm on the run just to sort of make my body feel comfortable and understand that that is the requirement um, it's also dependent on the sessions that you do you know if you if you hitting your sessions hitting your times that you're trying to achieve on those sessions that builds confidence uh, if you don't if you don't quiet or if the body is not recovering or if you're picking up niggles then that breaks down confidence so to say that right now you know a month out i'm feeling fairly confident i'm hitting the times that i want to be hitting i'm doing the mileage that i want to be hitting so you know as far as the training is going it's really been the ideal training block and that comes with its own pressure so i guess then for you 
it's so much more of a mental challenge that you're going into yeah. it because like you said you've got the confidence physically you've been doing this running you thing for so long mm. like what are you doing anything specifically for those mental sessions is it just that you're trying to have the presence of mind during your training runs and then for me sitting on the very opposite end of the spectrum tell me how much does that actually hurt running a pb pace like how much does it hurt and how do you get through that <laughs> mentally so yeah it is it is very mental there's no doubt that marathon distance and anything further than a marathon i think is men mental up until 21 i think is mostly physical because yeah. you know that it's going to be short you know if you're running a fast 21 you know it's going to be short you can deal with the pain for a short period of time marathon is still fast and now you're dealing with a fast event that's you far. Know, that's far as well and your body does break down it gets fatigued so there's a lot of pressure that builds up on that mentally but yeah for sure marathon is i think less physical more mental when it comes to trying to set your pace and be on target for that pace and and and, and you know sorry just just to add that add in there you know i mean everybody talks about like you said you know 21ks those are fine but but hitting that marathon wall mm. especially when you're trying to do a pb a pace yeah you know, typically pace. comes at around 35ks yeah. that's, that's the normal uh, marathon wall and that's where everybody um, um, like 80 to 90 percent of people get the, get that marathon wall you know hit round about there so are you are you losing sleep over that or what um, yeah, right, Davey. So I think, let me first answer to Leah's question of the mental capacity um, in terms of running a PB. Um, I think the moment you say to yourself that you're going to go and run that PB, you're putting a lot of that pressure back onto yourself. So a lot of the time, I know people don't like to put that pressure on themselves. They just say, I'm, I'm going to go and do the best that I can on race day and I'm going to put a PB effort out there. And that's the way that I like to think about it. You know, you mentioned the weather, the wind, um, the heat, your your stomach on race day. There's, there's certain things that you just can't do anything about. And that's where I say, you know, as long as I'm putting a PB effort out there, then I can be proud of myself. And there's times where even in this training block where I've gone and run my time trials and they're not quite aligning with what I'd like them to do, but perhaps there was reasons for that. And as long as I feel like I put that effort in it and it was an equivalent effort to what I would say is the best effort I could achieve on that day, then that, that builds confidence still. Mm. And for, for Davey's questions, when it comes to the actual hitting of that proverbial marathon wall, I think that comes down to preparation. If you are well prepared, if you've got the right plan, and if you are fueling correctly, there really shouldn't be a wall that you hit. Uh, I personally, in my previous personal best uh, marathon, I'd say that I sped up in the second half and I finished off way stronger than I would yeah, have anticipated. Yeah, you always, I don't know, you tend to do that. You're but, there's cases where I don't, you know, there's like comrades, for example, I had a terrible second half. I don't think you can compare comrades no, to anything. Sure. But uh, for a marathon distance, I think if you prepare yourself properly and you have a concrete plan of action going into the race, um, you're, you're much more likely to succeed. I think that's such an important point you raised there, like being prepared. It's so, it's, it's, yeah, it goes without saying, like you can't do anything better than to be prepared, but then that's quite an interesting case for the, the newbie. So just bringing that marathon wall into the, the perspective and the lens sure. of the newbie, um, it is, it's a very scary feeling and it's a very strange place to be. So on that note, just having 
hit that <laughs> once before, <laughs> I think it's also really important for the newbie runner and the first timer and the person who is going out there and doing their best. When hitting that wall, I think it's really important to understand within a, the context of a marathon that it is such a long time that as long as you don't stop, you might actually end up feeling better later on so mm. you, you have to actually unfortunately find a way to scale that wall and keep going because things do actually improve and a lot of the time that wall is purely related to nutrition so mm. unless you haven't done enough training you know if you if you aren't sufficiently fueling throughout the run you can probably get away with 10ks and 21ks but you simply can't get away with marathons and that's why i think people hit that proverbial wall at 30 kilometers you know they speak about it because 30 kilometers genuinely ends up being around about two hours for a lot of people and that's where we run out of fuel physically so provided that you are taking enough in you you should uh, you shouldn't be hitting that wall and that's where the right preparation comes in and having said that if you have done enough training if you've done the longer runs if you've taken yourself over that 30 kilometer mark in your training then you you're far more likely and far more prepared but we are going to be chatting deeper about these things as we go into the limited edition series with specific guests that will help us unpack these topics so i think for today you know we've done a great job of you know touching base on a lot of particular points we haven't spoken too much towards the trail but we will have a specific episode just on the trail marathon and we are also going to be releasing any further news about the Sunlam Cape Town Marathon as we go along as we get closer to the build-up and having said that if you're not signed up for the newsletter yet make sure that you actually sign up for those, that newsletter you can go onto our website that's makingarunner.com and we'll also further expand on race day preparations within that newsletter. It's growing in its popularity. I mean, we've got a few of you who have answered us already. Maybe you've even sent him some requests and questions. Mm. It's such a nice way to really engage with you. Um, we look forward to walking this Cape Town or running this, this Cape Town, <laughs> this Cape Town marathon journey with you. So make sure that you do go and sign up to your weekly running newsletter. And over and above that, we've got some really exciting news for you this month where we are going to be partnering up with Puma. Uh, we're going to be doing an awesome giveaway with shoes. So guys, make sure to go check our socials out. And if you are wanting to get yourself into a brand new spanking pair of Puma running shoes. Not to be used on race day. Not to be used on race day. <laughs> Uh, then just keep up to date with all of our socials. So guys, there it is. That has been a really great conversation. Leah? Best of luck to you, my friend. I hope Best those ass, ass sores get yeah. sorted out. Maybe maybe you need to um, throw away the bone growth stimulator machine you bought the and maybe get stimulator. some like three three running or cycling pants. No, I've <laughs> spent the money. It's uh, oh. I'll, I'll just put the bone stimulator on my coccyx. But <laughs> Leah? Wow. <laughs> Toxic is your <laughs> bum, right? Yeah. Yeah, Leah, it is, Davey. Good luck for your second ever marathon. Nicola, good luck for that 237 marathon. Oh, I will be there doing whatever. Video. Yeah, Video. Whatever, ha whatever happens, happens. But guys, we are pumped. It is the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon mini series, and we can't wait to bring you more insight, more episodes. It's a vibe. Let's absolutely smash it. Hashtag run with purpose. Thank you for listening to another episode of Making a Runner. We hope you enjoyed it and found value in the show. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. And remember to share with your running buddies. 
Follow our journey on our socials and feel free to engage with us on all things running. We wish you a pleasant run wherever the road or trail may take you. Bye for now.